to be or not to be? That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles. A reading life, a writing life, with writer and teacher Sally Bailey. So after a long time, I went to see a piece of dance. Although the dance was on screen, it was a film directed by a man called David Stewart. The Scottish spelling, Emmy Award winning. And he was there on stage speaking about this filmed version of Hamlet called Sea of Troubles. Sea of Troubles. And the company was called York with an E. York Dance Company and the ballet was magnificently sad. Originally choreographed by Kenneth Macmillan in 1988 and Kenneth's wife was there speaking with the choreographer who was called Yolanda I believe and I was sitting in the Jacqueline Dupre building Jacqueline Dupre the cellist next to my friend James the producer and my friend Marina who had invited me to watch this compressed film version of Hamlet. It was tragically sad. It was like watching a set of pirouette, 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 clowns dance. A sort of afterlife mask. M-A-S-Q-U-E. Pirouette, pirouette, the sad clown, they were sad clowns dancing out their grief, their melancholy, their silent scream. There was no language, there was no Shakespearean language or text, it was only movement, shapes, lurid shapes extreme shapes, a painful kind of kinesthetics, like a set of squares broken open. It reminded me of a glass cabinet of insects dancing, a rather lunatic dance of pain. Insects with their limbs missing. Hamlet was extraordinary. He reminded me of a frog. With his legs splayed open, hopping across the ground. Lying low to the ground. Wide open legs. I could see through them. 
I kept thinking of a frog. A frog moving painfully towards his past whilst believing, believing that this was the future. That he should be king, that his father should be brought back from the dead, that the past should not be the past, that the present should not be the present, that the future should be his. And so he crawled viciously across the floor. It was filmed in a very grand house, Hatfield House. A 16th century mansion belonging, I think, to Robert Cecil, the first minister of James I of Scotland who succeeded Queen Elizabeth in 1603, I think, if I have my history correct. Do not quote me on that. A grand house full of pillars, pillars, stone on the outside, marble on the inside, black and white checkered floors, on the ground, where they danced out their grief in black and white like silent cinema, and their fingers made the shape of icicles melting into tears, and I watched every second of it, and my heart raced and I squeezed my friend's hand because it hurt to see it. That level of grief, that level of exacting pain. And they writhed and they rolled elegantly across the hard ground, the marble floor. They roiled like low-lying waves. Ophelia roiled, R-O-I, L-E-D. She didn't roll, she roiled. Because of course she is royal and noble. A queen to be. And the queen, Gertrude, Hamlet's mother, was played by a very striking woman with beautiful bones. They all had And beautiful legs, musculature, sinewy muscles. I could climb up like pillars, like balustrades, like noble staircases, espalier, the French say, oak balustrades. And I can see those stairs with the gaps through them, finely chiselled wood their bodies, their bones, their cheeks, their legs, their limbs, their arms. And when finally they went outside into the garden, a box grove garden, think of, think of Paul Malfolio trapped in the box grove, being pursued by cruelty. Hamlet and Ophelia and the ghost of the dead king 
lay upon the ground like corpses quite flat their limbs and the camera soared above them like a silent bird weeping over them. And the ghost lay out with one boot lying sideways like a dead butler. And I thought of Harold Pinter and all his characters who are simply passing through in service to that very long pause we call life before death consumes us. Black and white lying on the green grass next to the pond with the fountain and the fish waiting to receive their bodies. And I thought of prayer. Three bodies lying out, Hamlet and Ophelia, and in between the ghost, the dead king, they were saying their prayers over the body of the dead king. It was a funeral service upon the ground, and the camera looked down upon them and gave them his silent blessing. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then, at the end, they all stood upright like royal statues on the front steps of the house. The facade, the stone staircase as though they had made it safely into the afterlife. But actually, I could still hear their screams, like trapped insects behind glass, dying. Thank you for listening to A Reading Life, A Writing Life. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like it, give us a review, or mention us to friends or on social media. Thank you.